This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. How about running a scenario on campus just as you come up five and then running into the campus for six hours on a Santa Ana day? Wi-Fire is a lab of scientists at UC San Diego who have a goal of making data and modeling tools available for wildfire awareness and research. So half an hour, one hour, one and a half, two hours, right? The story begins in the year 2000 when the High Performance Wireless Research and Education Network began. It was founded by Hans-Werner Braun and Frank Vernon at the San Diego Supercomputer Center. But CalIT2, now known as the Qualcomm Institute, was also working with emergency response agencies on simulating different types of scenarios and integrating technology. So. The director of CalIT2, Larry Smarr, and the chief data science officer at San Diego Supercomputer, Ilkay Altintosh, put those pieces together. So how you can make the technology and the hardware and the simulation and data science integrated into a platform that can be seamlessly intuitive to firefighters and the public. When you think about a location and time that the fire starts, there is a number of data that you can bring together. So that one point is critical because on a high wind day, that means this can take on in the next half hour, hour, six hours to be a large scale fire event. If you could bring together all the data, you can actually enable fast decision support using models, data science, fire science. So that's what Wi-Fi achieved is that integration of data, models, scalable platforms, technology, together with people's expertise. Field resources initially are very limited. We'll run a model, the initial model, here from the center, and with the capability of the program, we can put it in a shared file. I could take a picture of the screen, whatever means possible to be able to get it to those initial decision makers that are out in the field because they're making decisions on What's a realistic containment area for this fire, if, if at all possible? Where are we going to be able to stop it? So then how do you begin to start to prioritize your structure protection? How do you begin to prioritize your evacuation needs? How do you begin to prioritize what communities you need to do alerts to and start letting people know at one or two in the morning that, hey, you got a fire in your area, we need you to wake up and start paying attention to some local media so for some information. We built the Wi-Fi platform to be as intuitive as possible. So you can turn on weather stations and see which direction the wind is blowing and how hot it is. You can see the different vegetation types and you can see where the city is. And you can also open up the web cameras from HPRN and Alert Wildfire and take a snapshot of those cameras and see what the weather looks like. HPRN is a fixed wireless network that crosses San Diego County and provides to the public real-time weather and image information of the county around them. HPREN images are crucial to Wi-Fi mapping because it gives Wi-Fi users the ability not only to have a geographic overview of the fire perimeter, but to actually see the fire perimeter. 
The weather data is preferred weather data because the HPRN meteorological stations update every second, and they have access to that per second updated weather data. So if the models aren't behaving properly because the input data isn't right, we can update that with the new information that we're getting from aircraft. A lot of the software systems used for fire simulation today require a lot of manual input. The way that Wi-Fi works is automating a lot of that so that you don't have to coordinate and specify a bunch of data sets that are already there for you. That makes the system faster and can work for you. Red, orange, pink, yellow is basically a prediction where the fire is going to go. The process we use to predict where the fire is going to go consists of a joint combination of prediction and estimation. And some of the estimation involves things that you cannot really directly observe. So a good example would be the burn rate of the fuel. How fast is it burning? Those factors are part of the model, but you don't know what they are. Right? You cannot directly observe them. And so what we do is we take an, uh, an observation and we realize, wow, the fire burned much faster than anticipated. So we can then learn those adjustment factors so that next time our prediction is better. People from all over California during the last couple of years, every single big fire, uh, they come and find the system. And we have huge spikes in the usage of our system. For instance, in fall 2017, we had more than 8 million page hits by 800,000 people. And when you think about it, I'm sort of it's a huge number, 800,000 people. Who are these people? It's comes to mind. But these are really the public, the people who have loved ones in the path of the fire or they are in the path of the fire or in an evacuation center and they're trying to understand what's going on. Wi-Fi system provides uh, scalability. So when only a few people are running the model, it runs on just one machine. And as we get more people running the model, it scales up to various clusters here and elsewhere in the cloud. California had more than 6,000 fires in 2018. And more than 99% of these fires were suppressed. So fire suppression is actually pretty good. What's changing is the conditions these fires happen. We have stronger winds. We have a big fuel buildup, which is the vegetation that burns. So when a fire happens now, we are seeing all kinds of new behavior. So these 40, 50, or sometimes even a handful of the biggest fire ever, or this fire is uncontrollable, or we don't understand this behavior, or we've never seen this behavior before, type of fires are happening because there's something new going on. And you can't model those fires with the understanding that you bring about previous or past fires. So we need to understand these fires while they're happening, so we can actually adjust the models. We live in a what we call wildland-urban interface. That's where we built our houses. And some of those wildland areas actually need fire to renew. So for the health of that ecosystem that we build our houses on, might need that fire to be burning. So over time, with proper management and proper understanding of fire behavior, we can probably manage these fires differently that will be much healthier for our ecosystems and our communities as well.
You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.